Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across the Faith FM network, right across Australia. This is The Breakfast Show, Positively Different Radio in the morning and you are with Lyle and... Mon, good morning, Lyle. Morning, Mon. What's going on? What are you grateful for today? I have no idea what I'm grateful for today. I had something in my mind and I've completely forgotten it. Well, let me quickly show you then because Michael from Lambs Valley has texted in and he has said that he's grateful that God has extended my life far beyond the doctor's expectations so I can be here to listen to Faith FM. How Isn't that is awesome? That? And he's a regular listener to Faith FM. So uh, yeah, we actually prayed congratulations, for him. Michael. Yes, yeah, we prayed for him a few weeks ago when he was going in for chemo. So and yeah. if you would like, if you would like us to pray for you, then uh, give us a call or shoot us a text message. Contact us via our social media, and we will add you to our prayer list. We've been yes. praying for a number of people, a number of our listeners lately. And uh, we're more than happy to be praying for you. You can text both your prayer requests and your gratitude stories to 0491 Lyle, let me tell you what I'm grateful for. Oh, and I should say, if you would like others to pray for it, we can put it out on air as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So as you know, Lyle, I love plants, but I can't seem to keep them alive. For all yes. the, for not the lack of, Plant not, murderer right here. Not for here. the lack of trying or loving. They just seem to hate me. Uh, but I did get a rare plant. Mine is about to buy you and you are a plant. Run! Yeah. <laughs> Get your little weedy legs. Chain and run. yourself to Bunnings. <laughs> yeah. Don't leave. So I recently managed to acquire uh, actually quite a rare plant. So I love anything palm related, and uh, this is called a Raphidophora tetrasperma, and it's yes. uh, it's a beautiful little mini you. palm. Totally, totally. And it's super cute. Totally and there's only two in right? Australia and now they've propagated them. So now I have uh, two, little, two little saplings of them. And Lyle, I'm so nervous they're not going to survive. And as soon as I got them home, the first thing one of them did was drop a, like just turn black and drop a leaf. <laughs> so <I was> like, <laughs> <laughs> but suddenly out of like nowhere, one of them just sprouted this little green curl and the curl unfurled into a whole new leaf. And I'm just like, I don't think it's dying. It seems to be working. <laughs> okay, so I've got something to be grateful for it just came to my mind what's that my plant you have a plant i have a plant you have one plant yeah why do you need more than one <laughs> what have you got i have pine tree it's an awesome pine tree it is a third generation lone pine from the lone pine at gallipoli oh what a great little piece i won't of tell you where i got the pine cone from uh, <laughs> but i did get a pine cone and it is third generation and I collected 30 seeds out of that pine cone and three of them sprouted and one of them lived. And that's about two feet tall. Nice. Well, yeah. I'm going to... You know I'm, I love history. Yeah. Well, I'm going to put a picture of my plant up on air, I mean, on our socials. So maybe if you get a picture of yours, I'll put it up as well. Anyway, dear listeners, P.S. You are listening to the delayed broadcast introduction, which means you can jump across to a live show that is happening simultaneously on air right now. Just download the TuneIn app and search for Faith FM Australia or go to faithfm.com.au. Speaking words of truth and life 
You're listening to Stones of Eden with Whisper Gently here on Faith FM. What a great song to start our day off with. And as we are starting our day off with the breakfast show, Mon, why don't you give us a quiz for the clue? A quiz for the clue? Yes, a quiz, quiz for the, the oh, I definitely want a quiz for the clue. <laughs> yeah, there shouldn't be a quiz going on. You shouldn't on have called me out on that. I said it with such confidence people wouldn't have yeah. picked it up. <laughs> yeah, I think they would have. You probably got a text from your wife any minute now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is a Who Am I quiz. And uh, I want to say it's sort of like mid-range difficulty. Um, like a couple of the clues are pretty clip- cryptic, but some of them are just super duper easy. And this first one's kind of in the middle. So who am I? After Jesus... Jesus had ascended, I joined the disciples, the women, and Jesus' cousins in an upstairs room. Well, that's like one of 120 people. Yeah. That's why I said it's midway. <laughs> what, are you even supposed to, what are you even supposed to get from that clue? Well, look, well, a lot. You've now narrowed it down from the entire Bible to like a couple hundred people. That's a big narrowing down. 120. Yeah, it's a, it's a big narrowing down. No. The answer is I'm no. Lyle, shush, shush. Turn right, off, right. butter. All right, I, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna have, uh, um, and during the during the next song break, I'm gonna have two guesses at it. You can have two guesses. That's I'm fine. Have two guesses, and if I get it right, no double prizes. That's right. And do you know what? You can actually get a jump start on Lyle because I have put an extra clue up on Instagram already. Ooh, that's cheating. So you can get more clues than Lyle, and if you get it before he does it, he does. You can have two prizes. So go across to our Instagram. It is Faith FM Live, all lowercase one word, and uh, just click on our profile picture, and our Insta story will commence. Mm. Which is live for 24 hours So yeah, okay. check out the extra clues So what are we talking about today, Mon? Oh, Lyle, I have such a good news story This made me so happy I cannot are, are believe Are you going to cry? I'm not going to cry It's like, it's, it's too like I happy should, funny I think you should cry No, what is <laughs> so creepy, Lyle <laughs> Okay, so I'm sure that uh, a lot of us are aware That Ethiopia and Eritrea They're mm-hmm. two, th- two East and East African countries that border each other and hate each other. Well, well, they've been bought. Uh, they've been at odds since 1993, which yes. is when Eritrea voted with a supermajority to separate from Ethiopia, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's you know it's it's brought along a lot of conflict, families split apart, you know the borders phone shut down, phone lines cut off, everything just you know just plunged into this you know nasty yep. situation. Yeah, very um, very very acrimonious. Yeah, and in April they actually uh, made a historic peace agreement mm-hmm. and right. uh, and now that it's been a couple of months in that stories are starting to emerge which is often what happens every time like a war ends or something ends and a peacetime starts slowly but surely stories come out of what was going on during that mm-hmm. time and um and this is just so cool. So now that the telecommunications are being rebooted between the two countries, people are celebrating in like the most unusual fashion. So they're so happy that this border fight is over. They're calling random phone numbers on the other side just to tell them how happy they are. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> so, for example, we have Selahad and Estui. I, I, I can see you doing this kind of thing. Oh, one. absolutely. If, if, we had, if we had a border war with New Zealand oh, for like 20, yeah. 30 years yeah. and then just start calling New Zealand numbers. Just be like, hey, I'm so happy it's over. <laughs> but yeah, so Selahad in Estui, he's a he's an Ethiopian. He spent three days dialing random numbers, talking to Eritreans and he would say, hello, I am Selahad and I'm calling from Ethiopia and I'm calling randomly to say hi and to tell you how happy I am. 
<laughs> and he said that um, he heard the same happiness from the voice at the other end of the line every single time. He's made friends. He said. He said. This goes to show how stupid yeah, war is. Yeah, it's like a bunch of men in a small boardroom somewhere deciding this, uh-huh. and like the, the rest average of the person population on the street have to have, have to, to put up with it, it and yeah. don't want it. Yeah. So and and the th- and uh, and so the Eritrean voices, you know, the, the, they're saying the same thing. This peace agreement is huge for them, and they and they often want the phone relationships to continue. So they're saving their numbers, they're calling each other regularly, and they've just, they've said, you know, we will be family. How 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 many people did he call in three days? Oh, if you sat down on the phone, you could call a lot of people. That's in what three I'm days. just sort of thinking. That could be a that could be a big family he has now. It's a- absolutely, absolutely. And there's other people who have done it as well. Um, there's a, a lady, Frehiwat Negash. I'm really sorry if I'm butchering these. She just went on say Google. It was confidence, Mon. Just say it was confidence. She went on and did a Google search for um, any phone numbers in Asmara, which is the Eritrean capital. And she actually found the number for the Crystal Hotel, which is, I guess, is a famous hotel in uh, Eritrea. And she said, when I called, the receptionist answered and I said, I'm calling from Ethiopia to say congratulations. I am very happy. And the receptionist told her that she was happy too. And Negash said that one day she would fly to Asmara and the receptionist replied we will welcome you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't, so beautiful yeah, that's awesome you, you would expect that from a hotel reception she'd be kind of in trouble if she didn't yeah, yeah, yeah but just yeah. the same just the same the whole spirit of the thing is awesome yeah but so it's, it's great um you know they have their, their new prime minister um their previous leader resigned um it's it's it looks it looks good for ethiopia and eritrea they heading out together and i love the fact that it's it's the uh it's the I don't want to say commoners, but it's like just the regular people who are pushing forward with the peace. Yeah. You know, yep. someone someone in a, some boardroom has signed a piece of paper saying, yeah, here's peace. But it's often the people who have to, you know, bring it into action. And they this are the kind really of thing that we need action. to see happening in, you know, Korea. Oh, and, wouldn't it be and great? Sudan. Uh-huh. And, you know, all of these countries that are just divided down the middle. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, what a little bit of a controversial subject for you, Lyle. And I have a, a really um, <coughs> confronting photograph that I'm going to put up on social media. And uh, I'll show it to you now. So, so it's a baby, newborn baby, wrapped up in swaddling clothes, and it is surrounded by syringes um, in the shape of a heart. Mm. Uh, but it's a little bit creepy, isn't it? A bunch mm. of needles around mm. a baby. <clears throat> and this is a, this is a baby... Uh, this is an IVF baby, and the mother wanted to send out like a, a poignant message. Um, she, every single needle in this photograph, she used to try and get pregnant with this baby. Um, it took her four years, seven attempts, three miscarriages, and one thousand six hundred and sixteen shots. So, all what's what's contained in the shots? Um, I don't know, baby juice. I don't know something. I, I don't know, like some sort of chemical medicine to help to help women fall pregnant. I guess. Sure. So she's taking a lot of shots to try and and, uh, and have this IVF baby. And I, I want to talk about this because there are a lot of Christians and people that I know that believe that this is playing God. And in the same sense that aborting a baby is playing God, that IVF and sort of you know fiddling with it is also playing God on the other end and that we shouldn't do either. And um, I've heard people say to my face directly that if you can't conceive naturally, you shouldn't. that's God telling you that you shouldn't be having children for whatever reason that might be. And if you knew why he didn't want you to have babies, you would agree that you shouldn't have babies as well. Do we have like an official stance on this as, you know, as a church or does the Bible say Not that I know that? of, but I'm going to make an official stance right now from me. Oh, oh here we go. Here this we go. is not from anyone other than me. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we okay. So we shouldn't be playing God in that we take life. Mm-hmm. 
uh, because that is a you know, potentially somebody for the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that's definitely an area that we 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 should you know we should not go down that path. We should not be taking human life, and particularly the life of the most vulnerable. Uh, the Bible says that we can be filled. A, a human being can be filled with the Holy Spirit from the point of conception. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah, not from like 26 weeks or whatever it is that they might, you know, draw a line in the sand and say you can you can't have an abortion after this or whatever it might be. The Bible says from conception. Mm-hmm. And but when it comes to um, falling pregnant, there's another principle here, and that is that um, in a, in the way that we live as human beings, we should. Um, follow the example of Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. We should follow the example of God. Yeah. And the first person to um, ever, I guess, break the rules of infertility, if that is the case, was God. Okay. When he came to Sarah, mm-hmm. who was very, very infertile. She was like 100 years old mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, when she fell pregnant. And, you know, he, ob- you know, God obviously did something miraculous mm-hmm. so that she could fall pregnant. And we don't know how that miracle took place. Uh, but the supernatural is, you know, is 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 largely and possibly just some science that we don't understand yet. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you see a science that you don't understand, you know, if you come from a culture where that's never been seen before, it's seen as being the supernatural. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I I believe God uses science to create, mm-hmm. um, and that God uses science to create life. God is the author of science; He's the creator of science. Um, and I see no reasons why that he didn't use science of some description that is completely unheard of to us today uh, for Sarah to fall pregnant. So what what, what happened? You know, do you still have the same stance when we're humans start <coughs> dealing around with creating like creepy life? Like you know when they have those weird sheep that are like clones and part human and they're trying to blend stuff and. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a um, that's another different kettle of fish. It's, it's a more challenging one. That's mm-hmm. certainly true because I think that we should be investigating, you know, absolutely everything that we can investigate in a moral way. You know, science should be pushed to its absolute limits, mm-hmm. and we've been given an inquiring mind. We should learn as much as we possibly can. We can talk more about this in a minute. Take my life and let it be. Take my intellect and you 
Jaden Levick with Take My Life, Take My Life and Let It Be here on Faith FM. Mm. You got another clue for us? A quiz for yes, our clue there, Mon? Yes, yes. Who am I? Simeon said to me, this child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against. Yeah, got it. Yeah, I knew you would. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a call if you know who that is. 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. We'll send you the prize if you get it right. So, Mon, what do you think about cloning animals, cloning people, cloning... <sighs> I tell you what, cloning stuff gives me the heebie-jeebies. Um, it just... Blah, blah, blah. It's very know. cool science. It, it is a cool science, but it also is just a little bit creepy to me. But when it comes to like IVF and test tube babies, like... I don't, I've never really thought about it too much. I know that my cousin in Western Australia had one of, the, I think, the first, if not one of the first um, IVF babies, test tube babies in Australia, um, like 20 odd years ago now. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and I mean, he's grown up fine. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, just, there's nothing, nothing wrong with it. I, I think that, um, I think that we should be, you know, experimenting with, you know, um, pushing science to its limits. Mm-hmm. God created science, and God created us with an inquiring mind. And uh, you know, cloning is a whole part of that. I think that we need to be very, very careful. We need to have you know very strict boundaries around it, so mm-hmm. that we don't do something that is immoral. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I think that is absolutely and totally is immoral is uh, mixing of species. Uh huh. Yep. Um, and creating of new species. So, for instance, when you make, you know, glow in the dark mice by using, you know, genes from glow in the dark um, worms or something, worms that live in the bottom of the ocean, mm-hmm. then yeah, that's that's you've stepped over the line. Um, that is, you, you you are messing with God's creation. Don't even go there. Okay. Okay. But creating something that already exists, like more mice or more glow worms. Yeah, and, and if they were to create a a cloned human being, certainly it would have you know the same. Um, you know the same DNA as the other human being, and so would would look the same and have a lot of the same propensities. It would grow up obviously in a very different environment, mm-hmm. and that human being would have you know it, it it its own individual choices to whether it chose God or not. There'd be no you know barring of salvation for yeah. uh, somebody in that situation. But yeah, I, in in my opinion, it's probably pushing it a bit too far. Have we cloned humans yet? Not yet. 
Yeah. Clone, cloned animals. You, yeah. you, can, you can get your pets cloned. I'm, it costs you a lot of money, but you can get it done. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I draw the line of cloning humans as well. Yeah. It seems weird and, and that, you know. Just, and that's just, um, you know, I, I'm not sure whether I could produce a Bible verse on that, but to me it's just going a little bit too well, far. Well, God creates us all different. Why do we want to create But the moment, the, the moment that you blend creatures, mm-hmm. that is gone too far. Yeah. That is, yeah. you know, this is, this is not what God planned and you are messing with God's creation. Leave it alone. So it's interesting to look at the the flip side to taking life and, and looking at creating life and the morality of that. I mean, but th- there's stories even in the Bible. Yeah, no, back no, but no human being has ever created life. Well, you know, they say, oh yeah, we're creating. It's ridiculous to yeah. create life. Life comes from life. It uh-huh. doesn't come from anywhere else. Uh-huh. And to uh, you know, that's that's a scientific principle that is uh, you know it's proven, it's testable, it's repeatable. You know, all of that. The whole scientific method teaches that life comes from life. The scientific method also teaches that life does not come from non-life. Mm. Okay, that's the scientific. So to accept evolution, the only way that you can accept that life comes from non-life is by faith, mm-hmm. pure faith. Mm-hmm. And of course, as Christians, we don't accept um, that level of faith. Because that's just a little bit too much. Uh, we accept that life comes from life with the Creator God, and hey, that, that's that's you know that's a scientific principle. If you have an opinion about this, or maybe you've had an IVF baby, give us a call one eight hundred. Yeah, we would love to hear from you. Yeah, or it's, if you are an IVF child. Yeah, it's interesting to note that, like, even way back in the Bible, women were trying to figure out how to get pregnant and stuff like that. I mean, look at the story of Rachel and Leah. You know, Rachel and Leah bargained. Um, you know, Rachel said, you know, you can sleep with our husband tonight if you give me those mandrakes, which were apparently some sort of herb to help her fall pregnant and this kind yeah, of. Yeah, that thing. was. Seen as an aphrodisiac back yeah. in the ancient world, they're called the apples of Satan today. Oh, really? <laughs> um, or the, uh, the, the 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 gin potatoes, or whatever they might be, and uh, they are slightly narcotic, toxic mm-hmm. to humans in significant doses. Um, and uh, yeah, seen as being something that might help you to get pregnant. Yeah, there you go. And, and it's interesting, like because further in that same chapter, you know, it says because um, she was praying to get, to become pregnant, and it says God listened to Rachel. He showed concern for her, and He made it possible for her to have children. Yeah, that so. does not justify the mm. use of <laughs> uh, true, rates. true. But it, but which is just uh, you know, it's a, it's a folk. It's a folk medicine. It does. It does raise a question: Should we just be praying? Like, if if you can't get pregnant naturally, is prayer the answer? You know, should we just leave it in faith in God's hands? Because he it says here he made it possible for her to have children. So, complicate the matter here. Yeah, I don't see that there's any problem in you know doing what you can mm-hmm. um, because obviously if you want to get pregnant and you are married to somebody, then uh, you're going to do what you can to get pregnant and if that doesn't work you do something else give us a call if you want to have a, a weigh in on this you one know, it's not it's not a matter of just sitting back and saying hey i want to get pregnant god please make me pregnant no there's a process involved here yeah and it's actually a really great process <laughs> okay let's change it <coughs> highly supported in the bible what else is going on around the world love okay mon i have a story for you this morning a positively yes. different story oh yes. do share a national army is needed of uh-huh. guess what uh, uh, soldiers? No. A national army for Kogo. What? Kogo is looking for a national army. So far they have 5,000 plus people in their army and they are in desperate need of more. This is Knit One Give One. A national army of knitters and crocheters is needed. Ah, sign me <laughs> up. I am so down for this. Okay, let's go. Kogo began in uh, 2004 and so far they have donated 55,000 items this year alone. Holy dooly. Okay, so um, 
And, and what do I get drafted? One of the things that they've been noticing is that they're not just providing, because these are all handmade items, mm-hmm. they're not just providing uh, physical warmth, you know, because it's been a cold winter. Yeah. And obviously, they're, you know, for, for disadvantaged people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but they are, people have been writing to them and saying how much emotional warmth they have mm-hmm. been receiving from having a handmade yeah. item that they yeah. can wrap themselves in on a cold night. Everyone knows a handmade gift is more special. Okay, so you think about this. They have 5,000 plus because they know some of the some of the knitters who have registered have just registered a whole group and they don't know how many is in the group. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and they get together and they knit. I knew you would love this story. I'm loving it. So we're swapping stories. You yeah. did the controversial one. I'm doing the positive we one today. We did rather, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, um, what's happened is that they started in 2004. Um, the reason that they can't keep up is because of the spike in electricity bills. And they're really looking for uh, articles for older children, children and, and adults because everybody loves to make baby stuff because it's kind of mm-hmm, small and mm-hmm. it's fast yeah. and it gives you satisfaction because it's, it's done quickly mm-hmm. and it's cute and all that kind of stuff. But then it needs things for older children and adults uh, because a lot of people have just shut off all of their heating through winter. Yeah. And now we have you know more people dying of cold in Australia than in Norway. Yep. yep. Um, Simply, you know, because they, you know, I, I haven't, I haven't run a heater. I haven't even switched a heater on once mm-hmm. this winter. I can't afford to do that. Actually, I learned about this epidemic in a finance uh, education workshop where they said that people, you know, because they're not taking care of their finances into their old age when they retire, that's when they're like, oh no, we can't afford the heat bill, so they turn the heater off at the time of their lives when they should be trying to keep as cozy warm as they can. So it actually is yeah. pretty bad. Yeah. Yep. Um, they're dealing with three hundred community partners who send in wish lists. Wow. Um, and they're wishless because they can't fill them all, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got about 25% of their products going out through Food Bank. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, you know, beanies, scarves, blankets, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Moni's just sitting here with the <laughs> biggest <laughs> smile on her face right now. Just thinking of she all the things I could make right now. <laughs> <laughs> she can't, um, start, can't, now, this is a Victorian thing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, needs, obviously, to spread to the rest of Australia. Oh, I'm sure and there's I'm, something yeah, like that. particularly thinking places like Tasmania where it's, yeah. where it's cool, the cool, the cool. But we have cold enough winters here in New South Wales to justify this. And believe me, you know, some of our inland areas have, have very, very cold winters. Um, and, yeah, so they are just out there spreading the love. Well, I never thought I'd say this, but I think I might go join the army today. There you go. Yeah, join... <laughs> Kogo. Kogo is the army. So if you enjoy knitting, then this sounds like a really good thing to get involved with. Kogo. Okay, one more, one more real quick story. Go yeah, on, go we'll, on, go we'll on. put a link up to this one. Um, a pensioner in Melbourne, Melbourne stories, has been hit with a hefty fine for feeding native birds. What? Why? Um, he suffers from anxiety and depression. He's fed birds in his backyard for the last 20 years. Some new neighbours moved in and complained about the noise mm-hmm. and uh, the mess and turned him into the council and got a fine for it. That's disgusting. And this is this is his happy place where, yeah. you know, he, he loves these birds. His birds love him. And it kind of does make you sad. I don't know the whole background to it. Um, obviously, you know, we don't want our birds to become unhealthy yeah, um, or anything like that. But, you know, I think that there is a tremendous benefit for people to interact with animals. Yeah. And we should be encouraging this, particularly with people who are suffering with um, emotional issues. I 100% agree. That's really sad that neighbours to be doing that. We should be acting like Eritrea and Ethiopia instead. Yeah, absolutely. A good example right there. Mercy 
Welcome back, everybody. Of course, you're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia. And a very special good morning and welcome to our listeners in the Hunter region and across Australia. Um, and of course, Newcastle as well. It's that time of the week that we are again with Pastor David Stojic in the studio. Good welcome morning. to the show, David. Good morning. Now, last time and the time before, in fact, we've done a bit of a series about suicide. Uh, we've said that it's pain, suffering, loss, grief, depression that leads people to you know really desperate situations and taking their life. And we've also said that the gospel is the antidotal solution for uh, every issue that may lead people down the path of loss and hope and loss of hope and suicide. Um, today we're talking about hope. And hope is a great topic to discuss. And David, I should mention this that um, just yesterday I interviewed a young lady. Yep. Um, who is a three times survivor of suicide. Wow, wow. And uh, starting at the age of 15 and an incredibly powerful testimony. Wow. And, and what God is doing in her life right now, just amazing. So there is hope. Bro. Oh, absolutely. It was one of the greatest examples of hope that um, I think I've ever interviewed here on Faith FM. Wonderful. Can, can our listeners get access to that if they go to the website? I'm going to, I'm going to try and make that possible. I think that would be. We, we very need to. We need this. One of these things that we you need made to be doing. me now. Now, uh, wish yeah, you, you want to. You want to listen to it, it, don't you? <laughs> That's right. Now, David, I guess it's a very um, logical dis- top topic to discuss. You know, the dis- the, the, the concept of hope um, after you know what we've been talking about previously. Are there any other reasons why you've chosen to talk about hope? Well, <clears throat> Lyle, that's a that's a good question. There are a few reasons behind my decision to to to, to talk uh, about hope. Uh, Hope is one of the essential qualities of life. Absence of hope leads to depression, and in the extreme cases, as you just said, it may cause people to lose desire mm. uh, for life, uh, desire for living. Uh, number two reason is the gospel is about hope, about future. Uh, well, it's about what Christ did for us in the past, but it's also about the bright future. Uh, Christ came into this world to give us hope at many levels. Uh, for here and now, he says, I've come to give you abundant life. Mm. And for the future, uh, where he is promising um, to come again. Uh, the Bible, the Apostle Paul calls this hope, the blessed hope. So, Absolutely. how good is that? Yeah, yeah, love it. <laughs> and then lastly, uh, I want to draw the attention of those who live in the Newcastle region uh, to a short series that will uh, that we will host here. My my church, Living Abundantly Church, will be co- hosting here in Newcastle. I'm sure there are similar program Australia wide mm-hmm. that that are being offered, uh, you know, across the country. That that. Promote hope, and, and, and if you, and if you're actually, I should say this: uh, if you're interested in attending a series similar to the one that um, that's right that you're talking about here, give us a call on one eight hundred three two four eight four three. Send us a message on zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. And we will endeavor to find a similar series in your area. I'm glad you're saying this, Lyle. I'm really glad. (laughs) Yeah, there are. And as you say, this is something that um, we do on a regular basis around Australia because hope is so important. I've always seen hope a little bit like being, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel. That's right. Sometimes, uh, you know, work can get you down or, you know, whatever it is that might get you down and stressed and and, and worn out. And so long as you've got that light at the end of the tunnel, it's like, yeah, um, 
I can see that you know there's a break coming up, there's some holiday time, there's uh, you know there's happier happier times in the future. It hope just keeps you going, doesn't it? Exactly, and I, and I like the concept, Lyle, that that God wants us to be the agents of hope. Yes. The agents of hope. Absolutely. So hope is truly a an essential quality of life. Um, where there is you know no hope, the quality of life diminishes significantly. And yes, the gospel of Jesus does bring us hope uh, for the here and now and for the future and for eternity. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about this Discover Hope series? Um, who is the speaker and um, yeah, what, what's he going to be talking about? Okay, um, our speaker is Pastor Danny Milenkov. Oh, I know Danny. He's excellent. He's a great guy. Outstanding. <laughs> outstanding speaker. He's an experienced pastor and a passionate evangelist. Lyle, just like yourself. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually one of the one of the probably one of the best speakers that we have in Australia. He's, he's a great, a very, very genuine uh, person, very authentic man. I've known Danny for many years as a man deeply committed. And everybody's every, you never notice with Danny how everybody's his mate. That's right. You, know, you walk up to him, oh, my mate David, or oh, my mate Lyle. <laughs> That's Danny's classic so, line. He's, he's deeply committed yeah. to helping people experience the best, the best in life. Uh, first and foremost, helping them to understand the spiritual dimension of life because he's a pastor evangelist, yeah. but also to find the purpose and hope in life. And then... Danny uh, also enjoys helping people to enjoy the peace of mind, which is along the lines of mm-hmm. mental health, good relationships, uh, which is a social uh, and relational health, and good physical health. Danny models the best practice in all four aspects of life, physical, so mental, is, social, and spiritual. Yeah, it's very similar to um, to what you're doing. Yes. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I guess that his, that, that's what his talks will be focusing on, those four aspects of um uh, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual health? Absolutely. Uh, Dennis Discover Hope series uh, uh, it's, 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 uh, uh, has, has uh, eight lectures. Mm-hmm. And the first lecture, which is entitled Optimize Your Health, is scheduled for Saturday, uh, 8th of September at 10 a.m., at Warbrook Community Centre here in Newcastle. Okay, so we're going to get these details up onto our uh, Facebook page and our social media so that that's you right. can uh, check them out there. So exactly. That's, um, I'll just I'll just state it again, in case you need to write it down. That's the eighth of September at ten a.m. Um, Warbrook Community Centre, Newcastle. That's right. And and uh, talking about social media, people can go on Living Abundantly um, uh, Adventist Church um, Facebook page, mm-hmm. and they they can like it. And they will be able to get the information. Uh, so, Living Abundantly Adventist Church Facebook mm-hmm. page, and they can they can um, like it or follow it, and they'll be getting the the information. So, mm. the duration of of uh, lectures in those eight uh, part series are about forty to forty five minutes, and uh, in this first lecture. Uh, Danny will be talking, which is entitled Optimize Your Health. Danny will be talking about Blue Zones, mm-hmm. a study uh, or a book by Dan uh, Butner on the longest living people on the face of the earth. How come they live happily on average more than 10 years longer than anybody else? Oh, I know. Blue, Blue Zones is just is a fascinating, fascinating book. That's right. And he'll be talking about the four ingredients uh, to enjoying a life of abundant health and well-being. Okay, so this, just getting into this blue zones um, issue and, and Dan Butner's book, you've got um, you've got these various areas around the world, um, and I'll just I'll just run through these really quickly. You've got um, let me see, Sardinia in Italy, 
Icaria Island in Greece, the Nicoya Peninsula in Costa Rica, Okinawa in Japan, and believe it or not, Loma Linda City near Los Angeles in California. Who would have thought that it would be possible in America to have uh, a place where people are living long? But Loma Linda is of particular interest because Americans have notoriously bad health. Um, um, but this this study focuses on a particular group of people, and that is Seventh-day Adventists, who are actually worldwide. So around the world is around 20 million Adventists. Um, they live in most of the countries of the world. Wherever they live, um, on average, they live up to 10 or more years longer than their neighbours. So this is one of the reasons oh, I'm kind of glad to be an Adventist. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty awesome. So um, being part of the longest living people on the planet, we, the Adventists, have the responsibility to share our secrets of long life. And I should say, it's more than, it's more than just secrets of long life. Long life is no good if you don't have quality that's of life. Right, that's right. And what you find is uh, people who are living, who have discovered the secrets that's to right. longevity have discovered the secrets also to quality of life. I heard a stat somewhere that, you know, um, the average person spends the last seven years of their life sick. No yes. one wants that. That's exactly so. And uh, this is a lifestyle that can uh, you can avoid, um, you know, those, those long, ill years um and uh, and have yeah have an extra give yourself an extra ten years while you're at it. So well said, uh, Lyle. So Danny will share some of these secrets, quote unquote, with those who come to hear him speak. So definitely encourage people to come and hear this absolutely amazing presentation on on Saturday, the eighth of September at. 10 a.m. at Warbrook Community Centre. Okay, we'll be back in a moment with more information about this particular series. I am super excited to uh, hear what else Danny's got to talk about. But uh, right now we're going to go to a song break and uh, don't go anywhere because you will be just absolutely amazed at what is coming up uh, right after this. Open my lips I will sing your praise forever Open my lips, O Lord I will sing your praise Welcome back, everybody. I'm here with David Stojic, uh, one of our regulars here, here every week, and we are talking about hope. And David's just been telling me how that uh, he is hosting a program with Danny Milenkov. Now, Danny right. Milenkov is one of the most successful uh, public speakers in Australia, and he's going to be at uh, where is it? the Warrabrook Community Centre um, here in Newcastle, here, right here in Newcastle. 
Um, and uh, we were talking about some of the um, presentations. Making. Now, the 8th of September, what else is um, Danny going to okay, be talking so about? So at 10 o'clock, uh, he's talking about optimizing uh, your health uh-huh. and those blue zones that you absolutely, just mentioned. Absolutely. And, and, and so this is, where, this is where Avid is to get, get to stand up and brag a little bit. And, <laughs> but we will, we will share with you the secrets of our longevity. If you've That's always right. wondered why Avid lives so much longer, come along and you, you'll find the answer right there. That's right. And at 11, at 11 o'clock, um, uh, he's going to talk about another. So there'll be 10 to 10.45, yep. the, the lecture, mm-hmm. and we'll, there'll be a break of about 15 minutes. Okay. And then at so 11 o'clock. refreshments or anything like that's that? That's right. Yep. Then at 11 o'clock, sharp, we, uh, he will do his second 40, 45 minutes presentation entitled Moving Forward Fear Free. So that sounds, that sounds really interesting, particularly, I guess, for people who would be struggling with anxiety. Um, living without fear would be a, uh, a a really important thing. And fear and anxiety, you know, these are rather dominant emotions with many people. Um, can you give a bit more information about um, moving forward fear-free? I'm, I'm interested in this one. Sure. Uh, so Pastor Danny Milenkov is an amazing person and much of what he will share in his eight-part series will be a reflection of his own personal journey and his own search for peace and security when he was a young man. Uh, his research and travel, uh, he research, uh, his research and travels in the last 10 years took him on a journey to the Middle East. In the land of Israel, mm. where he visited the site of one of the most amazing archaeological discoveries of our time. In his lecture, he will share how this discovery impacted on his life mm. and how it can remove fear and bring peace of mind to anyone who hears and understands this message, uh, his message. May I add uh, that this research is very well done. And the people will be able to see some slides with images of the artifacts that Danny will be mentioning in in his uh, presentation. At this stage, I don't wish to steal his thunder, but but let me say that at least one of those artifacts, which is, may I say, nine meters long. Okay, somebody might be trying to guess at it now what it might be. Is kept today in a museum in Jerusalem, and that in case of a national emergency or nuclear kind of uh, war, can be lowered to an underground shelter for protection, in uh, you know f- to protect it because yeah. it's actually not only the heritage, some some um, thing f- of of national importance. It's actually is one of those things of worldwide importance. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I didn't realize that that could just drop into a vault if you know if a, if a big bomb goes off, it just that, thunk down, it goes and that's right. Oh, and so, so they considered it so important mm. that they prepared to actually put it in a nuclear bunker to protect it. Mm. And so this lecture is not only scientifically and historically accurate uh, that Danny will be presenting, but also deeply meaningful, and it also has spiritual roots. Wow, that sounds super interesting. I wish I could make it to Danny's lectures myself. Um, fear and anxiety can really undermine our mental health and their physical health. Um, be great to hear what Danny has found out in Israel um, that removed all the fear of the future from his life. Um, if there's anybody else in the Newcastle area that struggles with fear and anxiety and has a couple of hours to spare on Saturday the 8th of September from 11 to 12, then don't miss what Danny's got to say on this subject. That's in right. fact, I would say come along to all of them. I would say come to 10 o'clock uh, as well, uh, and and uh, you will hear about optimizing, the ways to optimize yeah, health. Yeah, yeah. And then at 11, you can. there is a focus on how to live fear-free. Uh, fear fear-free, free, yes. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. 
So it's it's really really a wonderful eight part series and 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 it's free. Oh, it's for, uh, really, <laughs> no cost to the visitors. However, because uh, we are we are uh, renting the place, if somebody wants to donate, they're absolutely I'm welcome. Sure, that would be appreciated. Yeah, <laughs> welcome. But there is no, there is no um, charge. That that is huge for you, David, to be putting this on because uh, I know it's not cheap for you to put on a program like this and to get in a uh, a top level speaker like that. Um, so that's just awesome that you're able to put that on free for the community. Uh, I'm so so happy that I can do that. It's a privilege. Mm, praise God. Now, David, um, that's only one of the two of the eight presentations that Danny's going to be talking about. What about the other six? Um, I believe that these will be presented over three Saturday mornings, 15th, the 22nd, 29th of September. Yeah. Um, can you give us a bit of a brief overview there? Okay. So, Lyle, as I mentioned, uh, this series about hope, uh, it's entitled Discover Hope, and the eight lectures Pastor Danny Milenko will do for us about dis- are about discovering hope, purpose, and meaning in life. Uh, it's a scripture-based, I need to emphasize Mm, it's a mm-hmm. scripture-based Absolutely. series, yep. but it's all. But it also brings the latest research that can help us in all four dimensions of life: physical, uh, mental, social, and spiritual. So here are the titles. Well, before you get to that, I should yeah. just say this about it being a scripture-based yeah. series, and that is that you know if you're the kind of person who. Uh, um, it doesn't have a lot of experience with scripture, but you notice that around the world there are so many, you know, literally billions of people that have found um, freedom and happiness and joy and healing, and and healing. healing in scripture and wondered why, yep. you know, what is there in the Bible that um, that just inspires and motivates these people in this way, then uh, head along because you'll find out the answers to that. But That's um, right. you were going to say about those other presentations? Okay, so let me let me give you a brief rundown of, of those lectures. So lecture three, uh, because we do two lectures on 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 four, so to say, Saturday mornings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, lecture three on on fifteenth of September at ten a.m. The title of the lecture is "Selflessness: The Ultimate Payoff." Uh, kind of a bit cri- okay. a bit of a cryptid kind yeah, of a yeah, title. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so this uh, lecture deals with uh, an ancient prediction recorded in the scriptures that points to a person that brings healing to the world, and uh, the healing in all four spheres of life: spiritual mental, social, and even physical. Uh, this is one of the most fascinating and most accurate predictions also known by the students of the Scriptures as the 70-week prophecy. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that's truly fascinating. Um, that's a prediction that was made over 500 years before it was actually fulfilled in the first century. And the impl- implications of that prediction um, or the prophecy are even more fascinating and the more important for our health and well-being in every sense of the meaning of the word and w- w- word health and, he- and healing. Now, we're running out of time here, David, so uh, just briefly run by us the uh, times and the titles of the uh, of the other five lectures okay, there. Okay, so, so on the same day, mm-hmm. uh, it was 10 o'clock on Saturday 15, uh, at 11 o'clock we have the second lecture, and the title of the lecture is Peace of Mind, What's Ahead? Uh, this is one of the most fascinating studies that contradicts the doom and gloom pr- uh, projections of many uh, fut- futurologists. And uh, so lecture five uh, and six are on the on the twenty mm-hmm. second of of um, uh, Saturday, twenty second of September. Uh, so lecture five at ten a.m. and the title of the lecture is 
why is there so much pain and suffering? Yes, uh, and the the answer to this may surprise. Actually. And this is the this is the this is the question that all atheists bring up, like as as if it's the unanswerable question. Yes. Like, you know, how can you believe in a god of love if pain and suffering exists? Yes, and it's uh, the the answer to that is so simple and so straightforward. Yeah, it will abs- absolutely shock you. That's right. But um, yeah, like atheists just can't get off this one. So <laughs> if right. you're an atheist and or if you're a Christian, you don't have an answer. You need to hear this one. That's right. So lecture six. Uh, uh, at 11 o'clock on the same that's uh, day uh, 22nd of September Saturday morning uh, the title uh, of, of the lecture is Solving uh, the Mystery of Death uh, mm. <laughs> that's a big one oh absolutely uh, and, and, and again the, the, the conclusions of that lecture uh, may, may, may actually surprise many people lecture 7 uh, and 8 are on, the 20, on Saturday the 29th of September so at 10 o'clock, uh, we are talking about rest and recovery. Uh, then he's talking about rest and recovery, how important that is for our overall sense of well-being and what actually is the scriptural solution for that. Yeah. Yep. A- and then lecture eight is about the new beginnings. You know, we've been, uh, we kind of don't enjoy life. We want new beginning. How can we have that new beginning? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's fantastic, David. Awesome series of lectures right there. Make sure that you get along and hear all about them. Um, anything, anything you'd like to say as we finish up? Well, uh, uh, basically, yes, I do. Uh, I, yesterday I visited a, sick, visited a sick person. The person kept telling me that there was no hope for her and the life was not worth living because of the pain she was going through. I was glad that after an hour of us talking together uh, about life and purpose and meaning, this lady felt better. As we opened the Bible and, uh, and read some relevant scriptures, and as we prayed, I could see it on her face that she was beginning to discover hope. So I would like to invite anyone from the Newcastle region to attend Discover Hope series with Pastor Danny Milenkov, an end eight uh, session, eight part series. So Sounds fantastic. Give us a call, 1-800-324-843, if you would like to book a spot right there. Or uh, um, call uh, David on 0412-851-310 to book your seats. Only 80, 80 seats. Oh, there's only 80? Only 80 seats. Okay, so hurry up and make your call right now. Thank you. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Forgiveness. It's easier said than done. But there's a program called Forgive to Live, designed to help us all improve our lives and discover the healing power of forgiveness. So if you're keen to take that first step, head to forgivetolive.org.au. Did you know that fear and anxiety are the most common mental conditions in Australia? On average, one in four people will experience anxiety at some stage in their life. I'm David Stojic, counsellor and pastor of Living Abundantly Adventist Church. We are hosting speaker Danny Milenko to provide a scriptural perspective on this topic. Join us at 11 a.m. Saturday, September 8 at the Warburg Community Centre here in Newcastle and visit discoverhopeseries.com for more information. Hey, Mon. Mm-hmm. 
you believe in miracles? Look, if God can change my life, I think I definitely believe in miracles. Okay, so the Hamilton Seventh-day Adventist Church is making a difference in its community. Oh yeah, how? Well, it's worshipping together, loving together, learning together, and above all, preparing for Jesus to return together. Ooh, that sounds good. When's all this happening? Bible studies start at 10 a.m., service at 11 a.m., and guess what that's followed by? Or is it this free lunch I keep hearing about? Absolutely. Well, please join us at the Hamilton Seventh-day Adventist Church. Our address is 105 Lindsay Street, Hamilton, New South Wales. Every Saturday morning where you will be welcomed with a smile.